Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams and Mung is here. And Greg is here. Hello. And right away, Mung, here are the ground rules. No smoothie drinking during the show. You got a giant smoothie right there. Don't make smoothie noises. (laughs) Don't be sipping your smoothie. No, we cannot have a smoothie in this high-tech podcast studio. Oh, you just oh, it's so it delicious though. It's the blimey the limey from the tropical smoothie cafe in Hyannis. I'm, I'm jealous. I want one too. You should have brought me one. Things it's humongous. Dissolving. It's the size of Eric. No smoothie talk. No smoothie drinking. Forget the smoothies, guys. We have a task today ahead of us. It's a heavy lift. Come on now, everyone, get your hands in. Superpower Fun Show! All right, first, as we glide into the silvery month of November, let's check out the all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast. Always an unsettled time of year, Mung. I I seem to feel you're unsettled. Maybe too much smoothie. Very unsettled. Do you have an ice cream headache? Um, No, no. Greg, blow on his forehead. I'm just wondering... uh... I guess this is the it's best. Warming it right up. This is the best podcast to ask this question, and I know you get into the weather report soon. But can you have fun in early November on oh, Cape Cod? Oh come on! Now that's Mung. I don't know what's going on with you, but we're gonna like jiggle you we're, and we're rattle have and to roll you. This out. We're gonna roll you in breadcrumbs and deep fry you to get that fun back inside you, mm-hmm. Mung. Let's check out the forecast for this weekend coming up on Cape Cod for Saturday, November 9th, ninth, twenty nineteen. Sunny with a high near forty two. What? That's kind of chilly. And just for the heck of it, I took a look at Saturday night's forecast. Yeah. Lower around 30. <laughs> all right, all right. Hold January? on. Hold on. Take it easy. Uh, Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 55. So there's no reason that's to nice. lament. We have uh, mid-morning high tides this weekend and afternoon, mid-afternoon low tides this weekend for your beach-going pleasure, Mung. You can still jump right in there. Cowabunga. Splash. So this kind of temperature thing coming our way uh, raises a very important issue that's near and dear to the the hearts of everyone who lives on Cape Cod. Okay, is it time to turn off the outdoor shower? Is this now the time with temperatures nibbling at 30? That's below freezing. I'm no scientist. But I believe there's some kind of transformation that involves some kind of liquid. I think it's the water liquid with these temperatures that makes ice crystals that can break pipes, that can bring plumbers to your house who not only chew you out (laughs) for uh, wrecking your outdoor shower, they then charge you out the yin-yang for the pleasure of their company. You have a lot of experience. I've done it twice. Which which I know, yes. And my plumber has berated me. Yes, yes. Jesus, Eric, I told you not to. And then he just submits the bill. I mean, it is getting into that time when you have to decide soon, I think. But if it's going to be 30 at night... For a couple of nights, and then it's going to sort of warm up in the 40s and 55 degrees. Do you know what kind of thaw that is? Well, hopefully it's not a thaw, because that would sort of indicate there was a previous freeze. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Right, but I don't, I think, I think it needs to freeze for several days. And you've got some kind of crackpot birdbath theory, Greg, and I'm not sure that's an accurate way to measure the universe around you. Well, I mean, I have a birdbath outside, and it's filled with water, and at a certain hmm. time of the year, it starts to freeze, but, but... 
frequently it just freezes like a you know it covers the a entire skim, a skim of exactly ice. it covers the entire sort of uh, area but it doesn't go very deep it's not deep and then it thaws so you're saying that will not it damage to water. outdoor showers Correct. because i've been on a roll and i think greg you have also i have i have i don't think i've showered indoors since the end of april i think that's what i'm looking at here and it's been so delightful there's so many advantages not just aesthetically beautiful and just invigorating as it is these past few days. Mm-hmm. But you don't get in trouble for messing up the bathroom or like stepping on someone's conditioner and it goes like all over the inside. No. Outdoors, you can do what you want in the shower. And as our comrade Ethan here has pointed out, you can drink a beer in the outdoor shower. <laughs> I was talking with him about that. He said, how can you drink a beer? Don't, don't you get water in it? He said, the opening's really small. <laughs> Well, yeah, you leave it up on the shelf and you can move out of the shower over here and drink and come back, Greg. It's okay. But that seems what do you sort mean, of, how do you drink a, shower, seems, a beer in the seems, shower? That seems sort of hardcore. Is that, you know, you can't, Who is drinking beer at 8.30 you, in the morning? Not in the morning. It could be a leisurely weekend afternoon evening shower. No one showers in the afternoon. Yeah, but can't you just All wait? these rules, Mung, ever since you got this smoothie. Can't you wait until you get out of the shower to drink your beer? Yeah, but you're outdoors. The water's it's like being in a hot tub and having a drink. Well, it is, actually. I mean. It's 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 such a challenge. I think this time of year to actually go out, feel the cold, get your you know your bathrobe off, get into that zone of warmth, and actually do it. And then you accomplish it, and you drive, and you say, you know what, that was actually really exhilarating. There's an extra little kick in your step. It is. I totally. It's so nice. The hard part totally. is you get in the shower. Like mine's kind of small. I put, hang my towel outside. Now I'm inside my little cube of outdoor shower. I take off my seersucker bathrobe with the blue stripes, reach around, and hang it up on another peg. Now I get to turn the water on, and water isn't hot right away. So those are the moments when you doubt. Those are the moments when you shiver, and then the temperature elevates, and you Don't step you? into the stream. If I, if I turn it on while I'm in there, I'll get right. it on my bathrobe. Oh, okay. And I'll make my bathrobe soggy, and the seersucker will cry. I built ours so that so that there was room. I I, I have to turn it on. Well, that's because you're into that modern jazz dance, Greg, and you always need room to move. I don't know what the deal is with you. So do you stand there like naked until it's it's hot? That's 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 being a man. There's a few crows, and you know they like to leer. But I guess I am sort of alone and naked. That's totally manly, though. I mean, see, uh, how about abandoning impressed. your outdoor showers weeks ago, like most people, and not think about this craziness of showering in the 40s when significant shrinkage could occur? Shrinkage? <laughs> Is that all you're worried about, Mom? <laughs> I mean, if people take a look at sort of uh, the. Uh, uh, anatomical qualities of a mung they can't tell whether it's engorged or shrunk. You got nothing to worry about. <laughs> Are you talking about my brain? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> no, maybe a little lower. I'm not sure. I don't know, mung. I mean, why are you so worried about that? When you're in the uh, outdoor shower, you can be free and alone, and everything's fine. No one's no one's noticing or measuring. No, boy. I don't know, Greg. I don't think Mung has that November Cape Cod spirit. Well, see, that's what I find so fascinating about this is 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 it very few places on this planet would 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 have people actually talking about this. It's it's a quintessential 
Cape Cod. Oh, and passionately. Obsession. I uh, I posted something on Twitter the other day, you know, made it to November, and it was a pretty popular thing, and then some guy sent me back a picture, me too, and he was holding two pint cans of beer, and he had suds all over him, and he looked insane. What is it about beer in the shower? You might be sitting on something. Maybe I should try it. Then we were getting messages like, make it to November, make it to December, boys, you can do it, and you know, if we get through this bump this weekend with these cold temperatures, maybe we can make it to December. Wow. That would be really amazing. Are you with us, Mung? I don't think so. Mung, you in the shower? <laughs> yep, I guess he is. Oh, <laughs> brother. So that is a hot debate happening on Cape Cod right now. Do you turn it off when you see those temperatures dropping at night? I don't know. But I will say this. While Mung is so down on November, and he's rubbing his temples right now and sipping his smoothie, and in a real lathering foul mood over there. The rest of us, Greg, you and I can lift up. Grab the other side of this wheelbarrow. We gotta push it. I'm feeling good. This is the time to really savor what outdoors Cape life is all about. No longer do you have to worry about getting overheated or getting sunburned. Most of the mosquitoes seem to have disappeared, although the hard frost will take most of them finally to their triple E grave, we all hope. (laughs) But... Last weekend, uh, a beautiful, beautiful fall day. Sun, no clouds, just exquisite. I went up to South Truro, Collins Road, which is a wonderland of walking possibilities, and made one of my favorite walks of all time, which uh, I think it's called Fox Bottom Road. And you can park there off Collins, and in you go. And I visited some of my favorite things, like the derelict old government buildings. I visited the Featherbed Swamp, which mm. is, that's right, a quaking bog. Quaking bog. Oh. That means there's an open area of water, and then there's this vegetation. You think, wow, that could be solid ground out there, but nay, nay. It's just floating on top of water. It's a quaking bog because wow. it quakes. Always, it moves. I've always wondered about that. So uh, it's a lovely example uh, of a quaking bog there in South Truro. I went past the Cape Cod National Seashore firing range. Did you know they have a place where they take no. target practice up there? What? Those There's guys, a sign. Those guys have guns? Well, they, they're the protection rangers sometimes get into sticky situations. Yeah. They are armed uh, folks. Okay. And occasionally... Can you hear them shoot it? Uh, I think you would hear them because you come up to this sign and says, warning, past this point, you're a, you're like above the firing range or you're like you're in the line of whatever. So you listen, then you walk down the hill. And I've only been there once when they were there. They weren't shooting, but they were, looks like they were fixing to shoot. Uh, so you get nervous right there. And then you go by that, the firing range. Then you go up this big hill and all of a sudden, like the trees start to get shorter and stunted. And, and you're like, wow, I can hear it's the ocean you come up on this plateau that's now sort of sandy the trees disappear and you're like a hundred feet above the mighty atlantic with nothing no houses no people in view on either side of you for miles and it just reminds you to be thankful for the cape cod national seashore certainly we can all disagree with various things they might have done over the years whatevs but the fact that all that land is uh, in the public trust so to speak and you know, regular jamokes like us guys working stiffs can walk and see miles of coastline with no development and we're not walking through cul-de-sacs and stay off my lawn, people like you are, Greg. But still, 
Uh, it is just an enriching thing, and the temperature was so perfect. Barely worked up a sweat, even though I was moving fast. It is the time of year to savor these experiences at the perfect temperature, that chill in the air, that spring fall in your step. Mom, mm. you could do that. Uh, I agree with you on the temperature, but um, this is why I'm lost in early November on the Cape. There's no swimming. Uh, there's no holidays forthcoming for weeks, if not months. And wait, 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 wait. We get, we've got Thanksgiving right around the corner, Mom. Not right around the corner. It's like three weeks away. Well, it gives you time to plan your sides, and I can report that East Ham turnips, the greatest Cape Cod side dish for Thanksgiving, are available out. at uh, 40 Monument Road at the farm stand there in Orleans. Lake Farm Gardens, it's called. And they had big uh, bushel things full of white, wonderful East Ham turnips, Mung. So there's something to look well, forward to. Good. Yeah, they you are look delicious. To sides, but mm. it's just so far away. So I do agree that you got to get out there. But uh, maybe we can talk through this. There's a major challenge to hiking or exploring on the Cape during this period that you have to go very early because you have to start wrapping up your hikes and walks around like 3.30 or 4 when it starts to get dark. So you couldn't go out at noontime for a... No, no, because sometimes you wake up late. You By the time you have lunch, it's like 1 o'clock, and by the time you do errands... Now, errands? Now you're pushing like mid-afternoon, and the sun is setting. So what do you do? Well, what do you mean? Laundry! What do you mean errands, Mung? And why are you getting up just to have lunch? Why can't you get up earlier? And why all these errands? What are you acquiring during this. Some people are night owls and don't get up like at seven like you two do. And now you're missing out on the daylight. This is the problem with daylight savings. Well, you have a couple of days. You have Saturday, Sunday. You could put off the errands to put them another off. day. And what the heck are you acquiring? Are you going to that? your Saturday to what Eric's talking about. How's that? Well, uh, I want to no, know what, what these are, what are these important errands? Uh, are you going to the colostomy bag store? <laughs> I mean, what are these errands that you're doing that are so important like that can't else. be done that are essential? Grocery shopping. You could do it during the week. I don't could, know, no, man. No, weeks no? are too busy. Really? So, yeah, tell me how I can do fall walks but not in a race against daylight. Well, I mean, some people set one of the things called alarms no. where they get up. I think you need a conservator. So this is a seasonal affective disorder situation. Yes. Oh, definitely. What else uh, is it? it, it I is. mean, this is a guy who turned his clock back, spring ahead, fall back, oh, yeah. and fell into depression. Mm -hmm. When he turned the clock back, something happened in him. Something, That's right. You know, quite a few people get kind of gloomy this time of year. They do. And the I days know. are just getting shorter, Mung. Yeah, I, to, I mean, uh, it's, I don't it's, like it's, it. it's, it's going to get worse. <laughs> it's going to be like, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot worse than so, this. So you see things like uh, Mother Nature is finishing a big cigar and now stuffing the stub out in an ashtray of despair. That's right. And we're not going to be able to light <laughs> up a, a, big, this, a big hole stogie <laughs> until like April. Oh, boy. It doesn't all mean swimming. It's not all about swimming. It's about these other things to cherish. It's exciting. When I walk outside, and, and smell that crisp air and I and I feel like, oh, the sun's out, but I'll just put on my merino wool hoodie and off I'll go. I feel like a million bucks. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Oh, Greg. I don't know. We're going to have to work on poor mom. All right, group hug. Come on, Greg. Get in there. Oh, yeah. Come oh. on. Who is touching me? Come on. 
Oh, group hug, fun, fun show oh, hug. Come on, come on, Mangy, Mangy, Mangy. Put a smile on that face. Oh boy, what's that aftershave he's wearing? I don't know. I think it's low tide for men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's stay with this outdoor stuff for just a bit here. Uh, walk of the week, we'll throw it in here. I'll say that uh, South Collins, that Collins Road in South Turo is so much fun. Sounds awesome. Might be hard if you're going up for the first time, but here's one that is easy and a delightful fall stroll with plenty of room to stretch your legs. Talking about the Lowell Holly Reservation. It's on the Sandwich Mashpee line right off South Sandwich Road, directly on the town line. This is a Trustees of Reservations property and one of our favorites. Let's see. Four miles of trails and old carriage roads that go through this beautiful peninsula that has two ponds. I think they're Mashpee and Wakepee mm-hmm. Pond on either mm-hmm. side of it. The ponds have islands in them. I mean, it's a That's big landscape. Cool. Yeah. And one of the unique things about this area is that apparently the trees weren't harvested the same way other places on Cape Cod were uh, during uh, historical times. Uh, of course, we know... There was a time when the Cape was kind of bald, no trees. Yep. Everyone, uh, settlers came here and said, hey, you know, firewood's helpful, and they cut everything down, or a lot of things. But for several thousand years before European settlers arrived, the Cape Cod woodlands were home to Native Americans, who made a practice of periodically burning the forest to clear land for cornfields. After their arrival, European settlers converted most of the forest on Cape to agricultural land or woodlots. But it appears that little or no activity by man, such as burning, plowing, or the felling of trees, has taken place for more than 200 years on the majority of land at what is now Lowell Holly. That's interesting. I did not know that. So there are some mm. big trees, yeah, yeah. some uh, possibilities for late season foliage, which we've been seeing a pretty nice smattering of. Yeah, because the last time I was, at, I haven't gone this year, but last year I think I was at Lowell Holly looking for foliage. That was That's what drew me there. And one of the good things about living on the Cape, uh, especially this time of year when all the big foliage hot spots are now nothing but bare tree spots up in Vermont and New Hampshire up there. Yeah. Down here, we still got some leaves there, fellas. That's right. Call it late, late foliage, but it's really interesting colors. You can get those really deep browns mm. and really deep reds. You know, in those early, early part of the foliage season, you get the bright reds, yeah. but I kind of like that burgundy color. Red. It's almost yeah. like yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like old masters painting yeah. those yeah. browns and maybe some mm-hmm. uh, or burnt orange, you know, yeah. and like some deep reds and yeah. stuff. And it's nice. Dark. Yeah, dark foliage. It's like yeah. Edgar Allan Poe, man. <laughs> Spooky. So, Mung, that sounds delicious, Lowell Holly. That does sound It is good. a unique place. You will go a, there and smile as you walk around. See, Mung's coming around, Greg. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting a smile on his face. No, unfortunately, I won't be able to go there. Why not? Uh, it gets dark too early. So you'll be, you'll be running <laughs> errands. <laughs> At uh, Chateau Chafe, uh, where you get the, sh- the chafe-free clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in the mall, just uh, just chafe-free clothing. By the way, I went to the mall uh, over the past weekend. I was forced to go. I'm not the big mall guy. I spent the entire time there trying to get the free samples from 
Auntie Anne's pretzel stand. Every once in a while, they put out a, a plate of these incredibly delicious pretzel nubs, cinnamon sugar. I walked by it like eight times. <laughs> and every time I went by, someone with a stroller would come up, and like four people would be like, oh, nom, nom, and the thing would be empty. Yeah. And then why, one, didn't, why didn't you just buy some? <laughs> yeah, well, really? that's like four bucks or something. Oh, I don't boy. You know, I don't want to eat a whole car. You cheapskate. I like free soup. At one point, well, we all I'm, I'm walking over. I see like one toothpick with one pretzel left on the free platter. And a guy in one of those mall scooters, like, you know, the sit down kind of wheelie chair things. He's like, he barely slows down, plucks up the last one and keeps going toward Target. So I never got my free sample at Auntie. I have to say those as far as food things go. Those Auntie Anne's pretzels, man, are one of the most delicious creations in the history of the world. Maybe the only thing to get me into the mall because I don't really like shopping. But that was that was rough. But I, I digress. I digress with the tale <laughs> of free sample. Whoa. That guy in his motorized <laughs> wheelchair. Oh, yeah. He's like, doink. Wow. Just like knocked him. Like, oh, what am pushed, I going to do? Pushed, pushed him. Hold up my head. Stop, sir. Pushed this is away. a pedestrian crossing. That's no. <laughs> Couple other ways to walk on the Cape this weekend. There's so many birders around. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right, on Cape Cod? Did you say burgers? A lot of burglars. Oh, burglar. <laughs> a lot of burgers on Cape Cod. Mom and pops, by the way, my a favorite. Lot of, a lot of larceny out there. A lot of birders. I mean, they're Birding, crazy. They're, right. Birding's insane. You go up to the um, yeah. uh, the Wellfleet Bay Wildlife Sanctuary. They've got a whole wall of windows and extensive feeders and people just like staring. And then they go out with these giant telescopes and they're, oh my gosh, I saw a pink-toed nuthatch and they're like, whoa, nutty. And it's crazy. It's wicked popular. We've right. been on stories huh. with uh, snowy owls and we thought we had cameras that were okay. I'm out there like with my little zooms and people show up with like howitzers hmm. and they're like, I've got this thing over there. And you look and you can see like every <laughs> feather on the owl. And that's what it is with these Cape Cod birders. So a couple walks coming up where you can walk and gawk. So are you saying that not all the birds have flown south for the winter already? Oh, mung. Yeah, they were all so depressed. <laughs> they're, they're already uh, in I, Miami. I can't <laughs> get up the energy to go oh, south. I'm going to have to stay here all winter. I cannot even hatch this egg. I don't care what they say. I'm not sitting on the egg. I can't take it. I'm so hungry now. I'm not even going to eat the berries. I mean, I just can't do it. You know, it, it must be great to be like a certain kind of bird where you don't have to like fly these in insane distance. It's like, how far do don't um, uh, hummingbirds fly to like South America? It's gotta be exhausting. It's this, it's this insane amount of and every way, travel time. Like every like what? Every like two miles they have to go into a convenience store and get a bit of honey to just try to get their energy up for the next leg of the journey. I know. And if you're like a chickadee, it's like yeah, stay, I'm gonna stay here all year or round. Or like those uh, golf course Canada geese. We're like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. This place is pretty good. I think I'll stick around and poop my brains out all winter long. Let's do this thing. Uh, leaving those like little green curly calling cards all over the place. Oh, yeah. None, none of that complex V formation. I'm not migrating. Oh, you know, migration I did patterns. that once. I'm not doing that again. Honk, honk the whole way. It's like, I'm just going to sit so here. So, you're not migrating then. You're not a migrator. No. Unless you're migrating between the couch. I'm, I'm a regressor. Oh, jeez. I'm regressing. Regressing. Again to his couch and beanbag chair face. Uh -oh. I can't uh, wait for hibernating season. We'll never, oh, we'll never find him. I was wondering where he disappears to. You, know, you just can't find him. You hear the beanbag chair sound the beanbag. And then it kind of envelops around him like a closed flower. 
And he doesn't come out till the first ray of sunlight, <laughs> which of course now is about 11 a.m. Mung time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's pitiful. Wasn't he uh, Mr. Vigor? I'm Mr. Kidding. Like I'm going to the beach for eight hours. I'm listening to the Red Sox on my new radio. I'm, no, I mean he'd he'd go to multiple beaches in one that day. Was so weeks ago. I'm gonna try all those new chicken and, and wings, and now it's like can't make it out of bed. You know, it's like I mean, the only thing you can do is get out in his like bathrobe and wander over to Stop and Shop, <laughs> and just flip flop his slippers down the aisle. All right. All right, all right, and then go back home. And it's like, it's dark out. Yeah, no no me gusta. Oh, boy. All right, so for birders who like to walk, a couple big events coming up this weekend. The Cape Cod Canal Bird Walk, Friday, November 8th, 8 to 11 a.m. Oh, my God. This is a uh, meet at Town Neck Road. Meet at the Drunken Seal Restaurant. That's always a good-sounding start to something. <laughs> You're likely to see eiders, loons, and ducks, and there will be a short drive to the Canal Visitor Center to see the birds sheltering in the canal. So that's 8 o'clock on Friday. The Cape Cod Canal Bird Walk. Just get over to the Drunken Seal at uh, 8 a.m. There might be people still drinking at that point. All right. The other one, Sunday, November 10th. This sounds like a big one, too. The Outer Cape Bird Walk. This takes place with a meeting at the Salt Pond Visitor Center in East Ham. Everyone meets there at 8 a.m. This is early for you, Mung. 8 a.m. to noon, November 10th. That's oh, Sunday. my. Uh, apparently, uh, South Shore attendees can meet at the Sagamore Park and Ride at 7 a.m., Mung, if you want to get a ride. Cape Cod Bird Club attendees meet at Salt Pond Visitor Center at 8 a.m. Two groups will head to Outer Cape destinations, including Race Point and McMillan Wharf, followed by lunch. Oh, lunch. Oh. So there's a couple birding events. You combine a little walk. You get your binocs out. You see Ooh. some birds, maybe some hawks, who knows what. That's a nice. good thing to ask Santa for this year, like some really high-quality binocs. There you go. Look into the future, Mung. That's the way. Mm-hmm. You can look over to the grocery store and say, oh, yeah, chicken wings. <laughs> What's the price there? I guess I'll go. <laughs> and put on your outdoor Gore-Tex Moo bathrobe and get back into Stop and Shop and groan. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be dark they in an hour. They said it was on sale. I guess it's not. Oh, well, I guess I'll get it anyway. No, I won't get the good cheese. I'll just get the regular American slices cheese because I don't deserve it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, but social events are also a big part of uh, the Cape as we turn. We had a lot of them recently, uh, Halloween time. Here's a good one. I have attended this one in this place. Should I stay or should I go will be the theme for Saturday's Mosquito Story Slam at the Provincetown Theater, 238 Bradford Street in Provincetown. You sign up for a five-minute slot, and then random storytellers are chosen out of a bowl of all the people who entered, and ten people get to tell five-minute stories. Oh, it's not just like taking a book and whacking a mosquito. No, no, no. This is like the moth. You know that thing on NPR? Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. is the mosquito. The it's Cape Cod's version. Uh, I, so you're not guaranteed to you know, It makes get, it even more nerve-wracking. Well, because you had to... I mean, I assume you sort of prep for it a little bit. Oh, you I think, think you, you should. Think about it, and you prep and prep, and you don't get chosen. It must be heartbreaking. I think some nights there's not a ton of storytellers, right. so sometimes... But some nights I think it is kind of random, and you go home with the story's still stuck in your craw. 
Have you ever done that? No, I've never done. I went to this at this Provincetown Theater. You should try. Uh, I, I mean, I could never do it, but but I mean, you know, you would actually I think have a chance of. But then you get to get up on stage in front of people. I mean, talk about nerve wracking, right? On, what the Wellfleet Oyster Fest? You stand in front of how many people? How many thousands of people? Yeah, but there's a live sporting event going on. You're just calling the action, so uh, it's not okay. the same. The uh, Pre- shucking, right? Uh, yeah, shucking. right. A prepared a prepared story is like you get five minutes. And if you go along, they start like making this mosquito sound effect, like, <laughs> and you have to get off the stage. Yeah, they, yeah, you cannot stay on the stage longer. They might give you an extra minute or so. Interesting. But uh, it's fifteen bucks, and that's money well spent. There's a cash bar, uh, and it's really fun and uh, heartwarming stories, funny stories, regular people stories. It's I'm, I'm sure you might have heard some of them on NPR yeah. on the Moth, yeah. and it's just like that. And all of a sudden, it's a random jukebox of people's adventures. Uh, it's very nutritious. I'm not a huge live theater person. I always feel like someone's going to come into the audience and make me go up on stage and like paint me blue or something. And, and like this Hypno- is just they're going to hypnotize you. Something like yeah, and then I'll reveal all the things <laughs> that I don't want to reveal. But this mosquito uh, story slam, I've been to a couple of them, and they really are fun. And it's a very warm crowd. Everyone's rooting for each other to get through the story. And sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's raucous laughter. Hmm. So I recommend that highly. Nice. Now, you guys are all about class. That's what I've always thought about when I think of Mung and Greg. Uh, you guys are like the Astaire and Rogers, uh, the Lennon and McCartney, uh, the Bieber and uh, Jay-Z mm-hmm. of sort of podcasting. We look, oh, yeah. we look- Elegant. We look smashing in tuxes. That's why you might want to don those tuxes and go see tenor John McDermott singing at an Orleans fundraiser, world-famous tenor John McDermott. I think he's one of those tenors, those famous tenors. Yeah. They were were all over the place. Tenor anyone? I was an 11er. Oh, really? I thought you were an alto. (laughs) An alto boy. Um, so this guy, John McDermott, who of course has recorded 25 albums now, some reaching multi-platinum status, 25 years of performing experience, he began at a newspaper. Oh, there's Whoa. hope for us. He began, his career was working in the press room and circulation department at the Toronto Sun. It was in 1992 when a copy of Irish and Scottish ballads he recorded as a gift to his parents for their 50th wedding anniversary ended up in the hands of a record executive and his whole world changed. He got out of newspapers. Out of, yeah, he was smart. <laughs> Lucky guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, can, nice. Oh, can we please get out of newspapers? It's a troubling atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should try to be tenors. Oh, uh, trip oh, out of this place. So this guy is playing um, John McDermott, who is famous. If you see his face, you'll know who the guy is because he's been with all the... He sings like Danny Boy, all those great songs. Don't raise your eyebrows at me, Greg. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Uh, he's playing 3 p.m. Sunday at the Nauset Regional Middle School, 70 Route 28 in Orleans. I can speak from experience. They have a wonderful performing space. It's big, modern, beautiful stage. Uh, tickets are $40 in advance, $50 at the door. 100 bucks for the VIP with a meet and greet. Oh, I bet this will be well attended. Yeah, People too. love tenors. This guy can really sing. It's a nice story of his life. And he is one of the great tenors probably on planet Earth right now, mm. coming this Sunday to Orleans at the Nauset Regional and, Middle School. And a perfect day to go because you're not uh, 
having to watch football all day because the Patriots are not on this Sunday. Dun, 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 dun. On a, a bye week. So here's your chance to get out of some Cape events no, on Sunday. No big game with, with the Patriots? No big Patriots Mung, game. every week for you is a bye week. <laughs> you're saying bye-bye to the sun as it disappears <laughs> below the horizon. And you're like, I didn't go shopping today. Oh, no. What'll I do? But you might want to go out to eat. This sounds like fun. And this is coming up Friday. It's the fifth annual Red Hot Red Cross Chili Fest. Ooh. Here we go, people. I love chili. The fifth annual Red Hot Red Cross Chili Fest takes place from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Friday, November 8th at Cape Cod Beer. That's on 1336 Finney's Lane, Hyannis. $15 to get in. Ten local chili chefs offering their best recipe. 50-50 drawings. Bring a new donation of winter clothing uh, for homeless veterans, kids' activities. All funds collected will support the local Red Cross chapter. Here we go. This is a chilly time of year. And I guess the big question, Mung, is do you want beans in your chili? I do not want beans, uh, and I assume most of these will have beans, but sometimes I just eat around the beans. So if it has good meat, good spice, I'm good to go. How is it possible to eat around the How beans? can you eat around the beans? Who is that talented? Oh, just, you know. What's the technique? I mean, dogs and cats are really talented. What do you have, like baleen or something in your is, mouth, and you sift out the... Is you lean a spoon against the bowl, you put the bean on top of it, and you flick the bottom of the spoon so it launches at someone like a catapult. Oh, boy. Man, that's a lot of work. I would not want to eat at the table behind Monk. No, well, particularly if there are a lot of beans in there. Pelted with spicy beans. How did this bean get in my ear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's Tabasco on it. I can't hear. Oh, Monk, that's awful. Uh, I've been making a lot of uh, white bean chili with no meat at all. All beans, Monk. That's an abomination. An abomination. A abomination. An abomination. Because you eat. I mean, you eat that many beans, and like, I mean, uh, Greg, uh, why can't you control yourself, Mister Methane over there? So are those like cast? Don't, cast, uh, do, Greg. Something? Don't light that. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, oh are, are, are those like cast the, the, the white beans? Casta, what do they call them? Beans? Uh, Adam's family? Casta no, del Fuego? Uh, no, no. Tierra del Sunico? The white beans you're talking about. Uh, they can be navy beans. Um, they can be. Uh, no, there's a name for white for white beans. They're very good, but I can't think of what Don't you called. put me on the spot with bean names, Greg. <sighs> So anyway, I've been making a lot of white bean chili. This sounds like a lot of fun chili. Maybe have a beer over at Cape Cod Beer. Sounds like a way to warm up this Friday night, November 8th. The Chili Fest. Mm -hmm. To benefit the Red Cross, that sounds like a nice evening out. Mung, perfect that perfect time up. of year for it, for it. This is the time to perfect your chili recipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, so, Mung, who has good chili on Cape Cod? What restaurants? Oh, my favorite place for chili on Cape Cod is Y'all's Wicked Kitchen. In South Yarmouth. There it is. Because it's beanless. Where's that? Oh, they make a beanless oh, chili? They do. Uh, this is next to the, uh, or near the RMV. Oh, right next to the, yeah, uh, the depressing place has the good chili, so it evens out. Nice. Right. I mean, maybe you could bring a bowl of chili uh, into the registry while you're waiting. You and renew, waiting. Renew your license and then. And renew your intestines. And celebrate with some chili. Yay! All right, now here's something uh, that, Mung, maybe you know something about. I think he used to cover this town Crosby Mansion decked out for the holidays. 
In Brewster? That, that's right, oh, Greg. This is one of the grand, grand properties on all of the Cape. Friday, November 8th through Sunday, November 10th, the doors at Crosby Mansion, built in 1888, will open this weekend for an all-through-the-house holiday event, Ooh, including what? tours of decorated rooms, a holiday boutique, a silent auction, a room featuring the work of local artists, and a book signing by none other than gardening expert C.L. Fernari. Nice. This is a beautiful, beautiful property yeah. in Brewster. This is, of course, uh, 163 Crosby Lane, which is off Route 6A in Brewster. If you've driven by it, well, then it's stuck in your mind. It's one of those places where you drive by and you're like, oh my, what is that that looks so different and so unique? I want to stop there and go into it. Here's your yeah. chance. It's an open house with mm-hmm. holiday decorations, Mung. 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Friday through Sunday at the Crosby Mansion. Whoa, tickets in advance. $25 in person, $27 online, $30 at the door. So a unique opportunity. Totally worth it. Bring your uh, camera, bring your phone. Maybe you guys have heard of uh, Instagram. This is perfect. You guys on the gram? Instagram? What is that? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, huh? you're going to want to take some photos, selfies by this mansion, post them on the gram. That sounds very exciting, Mung. I still and, use the telegram. What are you? What are you? <laughs> and they get 100,000 million points for starting the holiday season early. A lot of people are like, I'm not doing anything related to the holidays until after Wait, so will that cheer you up if you start? That will, yes. I am a big proponent of two months of Christmas slash holiday related things. We cannot be contained to one month of December. Mung's going to leave the house. What? I I will leave the house for holiday things. Well, what's on your Black Friday wish list this year? It's always something, Mung. It was the uh, jetpack rocket thing where you could fly around one year. No. Oh, I want that Sea uh, Dew underwater scooter to propel me through the Cape Oceans. He's been, That's been on my list for like seven years. Maybe this I've is the year. I've never pulled the trigger. Maybe Just Black Friday. I've never pulled the trigger because I don't know if it'll pull me. No, <laughs> no. You're lighter in water, Monk. Don't you worry about that. Apparently. All right. So we were looking at some karaoke things and talking about it briefly. And Monk, you're a karaoke expert, right? As far as Hyannis karaoke goes. I'm a karaoke aficionado, but unfortunately, there's not a ton of places to do karaoke. Well, one place apparently is the Duck Inn Pub, which... We recently heard about this. Uh, where, where they have karaoke regularly and also something called bandioke, where sometimes a band shows up. But this got us thinking about dive bars, because I was, I was at the Duck Inn Pub website, and their motto up top says, if you can't forget your problems here, you're, in all probability... Stuck with them. So if you can't go to the Duck Inn Pub... Wow. Now, the Duck Inn Pub is not another anonymous bar of self-depicting frozen mugs, smudged mirrors, and gummy floors. It's a rough-around-the-edges hideaway. With fairly priced drinks, pool, pinball, jukebox, and a solid guest list of local and national legends. Apparently, according to what they say on their website... It's the place to overhear a conspiracy or experience a late night crash landing. <laughs> so I that may be the either. best write up of that a Cape a, business in the about us I mean, section that brilliant. you can possibly imagine. I, I came I'm not a big Mr. Plug guy, but I laughed and laughed when I read that. So that what's the duck in pub like? Mung, you were talking funny. about it today. Um, I've only been in there a few times, but always when I've been in there, it's bustling and it's a, a diverse amount of people from the community. You can always just meet someone new and chat up someone and make new friends. Well, that's what they say here. The duck draws accolades from critics, giving it the nod to a bygone era when bars were bastions of civility and sophistication. 
hmm. and maybe you can spill a beer. Well, yeah, that's... And they also sell 16-ounce PBRs, which is one of, I guess, civilization's greatest achievements. It, it's, it, you got it, a Pabst it, Blue Ribbon it, going, it, it, you got something. Frank's up there, yeah. So anyway, uh, other dive bars I love, Old Colony Tap in P-Town and... The bomb shelter in Wallfleet are ones that I know of that I dearly love. We'll get into more of that because it is kind of a, what, a, a dive bar time of year. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh-huh. dive into more of those as we move and along. One of, uh, one of our, yeah, editor, our uh, features editor, uh, Tim Miller's favorite, is a 19th hole in Hyannis. Right there across the street from when the Cape Cod When Times. you have the word hole in the name of the business, That's you're probably going to be a good dive bar. What does that mean? What do you, why do you say that? You're down in the hole. Oh, in the hole, like in the brig. Mm-hmm. Like you're it's, in jail on a ship, Greg. It's a place to escape. Yeah. Well, unless the 19th hole is like the, the, the practice putting green after you finished your round of golf. Mm. The then you, you go into the clubhouse. You, you go to the 19th hole. And you've right. had like a sucky day. You go to the 19th hole and practice. No, no. The 19th hole is the bar, Greg. It's always the bar. Oh, it is the bar? Always the bar. Well, uh, really? pretty much. The 19th hole is when you drink and you wash away the woes of your golfing round. Oh, okay. Oh. And you say, oh, Lenny, if I had just made that bogey on seven, I would have been somebody. Yeah, and Lenny says, you know what? You, you kind of stink anyway. <laughs> but here, have a PBR. Yeah, that's right. And you're have like, it's all okay. Lenny tells it like it is. Have another beer. Don't worry about it. Your putting stinks. All right, well, let's uh, leave it at that. I mean, fellas, it's been a rough and rocky show. What have we learned? Mung is depressed. He has seasonal affective disorder, and he goes to the grocery shop too many times. He needs uh, Can I play Christmas music now? No. He needs needs sunlight. He needs a leg of mutton and some sunlight. I do need sunlight and some salt water. But we have also learned that this is the time of year to claim the last silvery bit of November and get outside when the walking feels so good. You won't sweat too much, not too much chafing, Mung, when you stride about this beautiful peninsula that we are blessed to dwell upon, my friends. Mm Mm-hmm. So, till next hallelujah. time. Till, that's right. Do I, ha- have a, hallelujah. do I have a witness out there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Greg. Till next time. Till next week. Keep having fun. It's Cape Cod. Whoop. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show podcast. My name is Eric Williams Mung. Thank you, I guess, for being here. My pleasure. Greg, thank you for being a beacon of sunlight for a change. I try. Till next time. Till next week. Keep reaching for the stars and filling up your fun bag. And... See ya! Mung, it's time to get up. Your novelty alarm clock's going off. Mung, it's it's 2 p.m. Mung, the sun's setting. They're sending out a search party from Stop and Shop. I feel like I'm in Alaska.